He's been on the show before. Zach Ford, he's editor of Think Progress LGBT at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Prior to joining Think Progress, he blogged for two years at ZachFordBlogs.com. He had occasional cross points at Pam's House Blend, and he also co-hosted a popular LGBT issues podcast called Queer and Queerer with activist and performance artist Peterson Toscano. Hey, Zach, welcome back. Happy New Year. How you doing? Glad to be here. Happy New Year. I want to talk about a piece you wrote entitled Alabama Supreme Court Chief Justice Orders End to All Same-Sex Marriage Licenses. First of all, Zach, um, you're a member of the LGBT community. Although I am not, I cannot wrap my head around the the continuing fear, the continuing real fear, real homophobia that exists in not just places like Alabama, but let's use Alabama as an example uh, with regard to... Uh, to, to gay men and lesbian women, to those in the LGBT community marrying, when at one time, Zach, you remember promiscuity was the fear in the issue that folks had who were, you know, homophobic or in the heterosexual community. Well, you know, I think so many people just have insecurities about the kinds of life that they might lead, and so many conservative viewpoints help them, you know, create all of these structures that they, they think will alleviate those insecurities and, and allow them to lead these very rigid, straightforward, moral lives. And that's just not the world that we live in. That's not the lives that the rest of us lead. Uh, and, and so that's where you start to get that fear, it's that fear of insecurity. Oh, maybe my own relationships, maybe my own life uh, could, could be different or could be open to these other things that I'm just super you know, scared and insecure about. So, you know, it, when you when you see reactions like what what Roy Moore has done in Alabama, it, you really you picture like the the three monkeys. You know, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. They're just trying to block out anything that just challenges the very narrow view they have of the way people should be able to live their lives. Now, let's talk about this ruling so that people understand. People know the Supreme Court have done things. There, um, you know, have also been things with regard uh, to DOMA. How can the Supreme Court of a state, when federal trumps state, and the Supreme Court definitely trumps a Supreme Court in Alabama, I mean the highest court in the land in D.C., how can this justice um, order an end to all same-sex marriage licenses in light of what has transpired on a national level um, over the past few years? I mean, the short answer is he can't, right? Like, he he's trying to, but it, it doesn't amount to much more than a tamper tantrum. Like, this is somebody that really doesn't want same-sex marriage to arrive in his state, and so he's going to, you know, throw everything at the wall that he can to try to prevent it from happening. But the Supreme Court ruled, and it doesn't matter that it was five to four or whatever. Like, they're the final say. They are the the law of the land, and that precedent carries. So, you know, he, he can try to delay it, he can try to stall it, he can try to circumvent it, but none of that's going to work, because the, the message in Obergefell was clear, that marriage equality is the law of the land, that it's a compromise of somebody's rights to deny them the right to marry somebody just because of the sex of that person. So... Uh- and, and, and there's no and, and there's no separation of power here, and I say that not you know obviously he doesn't fall under like the executive branch, but judges are for you know the most part uh, supposed to be impartial, impartial, um, and um, you know this order is uh, very provocative, and he is directing it's a direct order from him to probate judges to not issue any marriage licenses to same-sex couples um he is an ardent opponent of marriage equality previously he promised to resist the u.s supreme court's uh ruling in the past he explained uh in his order that it remains unclear 
of if uh, Obergefell applied beyond the four states that were directly involved in that case. So what do legal experts say in response to his opposition uh, to Obergefell and uh, with regard to four states as opposed to all 50 and, you know, having it, uh, you, know, you know, applicable uh, on a national level state by state? Sure. Well, it's technically true that there were four states that were involved in the cases at the Supreme Court, but that's a technicality that doesn't really matter. The way that courts function in the United States is when the Supreme Court sets a precedent, then all other states are bound by that precedent. And any state could argue, well, we're going to fight it on our own, but they would lose really quickly because every court down the way would say, uh, the Supreme Court said this, you lose, and they would waste money doing it. So we sort of adopted this philosophy in the U.S. that, like, once the Supreme Court rules, we just all adjust because that makes life easier. Now, adjustment doesn't always happen as quickly as possible. We we know this from desegregation after Brown v. Board that it, it's not like every school immediately opened up and was like, okay, great, you know. Children of color, come on in. We're good. You know, there was resistance. They, they struggled against that. But that doesn't mean that they win. It just means that they're a nuisance to us in the meantime. So that's, that's largely what what's happening here. And what has been the reaction, um, you know, on, on both sides to this? Obviously, those who are opposed to gay marriage applauding this. Uh, but let's talk about in legal circles where despite someone's personal opinion, what someone can and cannot do legally. So in other words, what is the next step? Because like you said, he can't. Sure. So this, this mirrors the situation that we had a year ago when a district court, a lower federal court, first ruled against uh, Alabama's same-sex marriage ban, and, and then the Alabama Supreme Court stepped in, and we sort of had these dueling orders, right? The, the probate judges were being told by a federal court, you have to issue marriage licenses, and being told by a state court that you can't. And we have a very different precedent overseeing that now, but that's sort of the same situation of these dueling orders. So it depends on how far, you know, Justice Moore wants to take this charade. Like, if he wants to start, you know, holding probate judges in contempt if they violate his order and putting them in state jail, he can try to do that. But they're quickly going to find relief uh, from the federal courts, which have superior jurisdiction. Like, all of these things are stunts. There's no room for him to have his way in the end. Um, unfortunately, courts move slowly even when silly things are happening. So there there has to be a moment of conflict for this to, to happen. And that's probably not – it might not even happen because most of the probate judges are ignoring uh, and, and I wanted to I wanted to bring that up. I'm glad that you said that because that was something that I had read. So what happens to them – legally, can you, and obviously they can and feel comfortable doing so, defying a direct order from a superior uh, within the state um, at that level, at, at the judge's level? Well, it's it's a matter of whose jurisdiction do, do they think has higher authority, because that's what's ultimately going to redeem them. If they say, I'm going to do what the federal courts say instead of what the state courts say, they're probably going to be safer. And, you know, something might happen to them in the meantime, but they'll ultimately be in the right because they're following the court with the highest jurisdiction over the question. So it, it kind of puts them in a rock and a hard place. But, you know, there are a couple probate judges who did stop issuing licenses, uh, probably because they wanted to stop issuing licenses and, and found this to be a convenient excuse. But if a same-sex couple goes to them uh, and, and files a federal complaint against them for not issuing, they will quickly lose because the Supreme Court said it's a violation to not offer a same-sex marriage license. So it's 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 all tomfoolery, right? There's nothing seriously legally happening here. It's just this big temp- temper tantrum by 
opponents who, who are trying to create resistance in their own way. And with regard to this action, I mean, this judge himself, the Alabama Supreme Court just, the Judge Justice Roy Moore, many people are familiar with the name of, unfortunately, now. This is symbolic and doesn't, but even, you know, that's all it is, really, because like you said, most, if not all, of these probate judges are not abiding by his directed order. So this doesn't prevent any licenses being issued. It doesn't not only prevent any people in the LGBT community from obtaining licenses and getting married, it doesn't even slow it down. Not really, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it it just doesn't. Right now, is there a concern among the LGBT community? Are you yourself concerned that somebody could, with that really fine line, that area of gray with regard to four states, uh, as Alabama is bringing up, um, you know, you know, bring that back around, appeal it, bring it back to the highest court and, and make that apply specifically to those four states. So do you feel confident the ruling will stand as it is? It, even the cases that, that Justice Moore cited to back him up actually said the opposite. They all, Those were both federal cases that acknowledged that the ruling was precedent. They just simply acknowledged that other course, cases can still follow their own course. Um, because they might have different things involved, and, and the precedent might ultimately apply, but you can still have a separate case in Kansas or a separate case uh, wherever else. Um, there's, I, I'm not worried about it at all. You know, we won, and we won pretty definitively. And it's been almost sad to see many of the, the anti-gay conservatives try to to get any sort of spotlight out of this. You know, Brian Brown was on Megyn Kelly last night, and she was just rolling her eyes at him like that that was the headline not that he said anything interesting or important or worthwhile the headline was we were all amused that she rolled her eyes at him like it's just a joke to think that this is a fight that they can still win i mean the bigger concern is not relitigating the the core issue but how will conservatives try to chip away at rights we've seen over decades how much they've chipped away at the right to an abortion by finding all of these different complicated ways to get in the way of a woman obtaining an abortion. And we already see them proposing those kinds of things by trying to legalize discrimination or uh, empower people to discriminate uh, in some cases so that they don't have to recognize same-sex marriages. And that's what we really need to be looking out for. We're, we've won the right to marry, and we're not losing it anytime soon. Amen to that. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. Danielle tweets. Uh, he knows it. Nope, he's not going to be able to do anything. Supreme Court rulings supersede federal and state laws and state constitutions. We'll be back with our guest and you. If you have any comments on this, pick up the phone and join us, 888-6LESLIE, 888-653-7543 to call. Follow us on Twitter, at Leslie Marshall. Speaking of follow, follow Zach, our guest in this hour. At Zach Ford, website thinkprogress.org, where Zach is editor of the Think Progress LGBT at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. Back after this.
back with Zach Ford, editor of Think Progress LGBT at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. He wrote a piece entitled Alabama Supreme Court Chief Justice Orders End to All Same-Sex Marriage Licenses. And we are talking about this uh, decision because this is beyond symbolic. Uh, The Supreme Court of Alabama Chief Justice Roy Moore, although issuing an order directing Alabama probate judges to not issue any marriage licenses to same-sex couples, is not legally within his right to do that as Fed Trump State. Uh, One, two... Now, these probate judges aren't even listening to the order, so this is not slowing down or preventing those in the LGBT community from obtaining marriage licenses, from getting married, or even slowing it down. We continue with our guest, and we take your calls at 888 888 On line three, Reggie in Georgia joins us. Reggie, good afternoon. Question or comment for our guest, Zach? How you doing, Leslie? And like I said, once again, Happy New Year to you, too, and to your guests, too, as well. Thank and you, yes, you, too. Have a, and I do I have a question for your guest. Why is it that uh, whenever progress comes along, such as same-sex marriage and people winning that right or any other right that we have and that we are we have rights to, all of these uh, radical right-wing conservative Republican politicians or court-appointed, court-appointed judges try to stop it, try to resist it, try to fight it, try to rebel or deny people their, their constitutional, civil, and human rights? And can't these people be accused or recused from their positions of power, so to speak? Zach? Sure. I mean, uh, I, I think a good example of this was Kim Davis in Kentucky, right? Here was an individual whose job it was to officiate uh, or, or officialize, in a sense, the, the marriage licenses for everybody in her county. And she said, I'm not going to do it. And she tried to do it in a way that didn't come off as discriminatory by saying, I'm not going to do any marriages. But her goal was to avoid doing it for same-sex marriages. And when the, the couple filed a complaint, and she still refused to budge, even when a court ordered her, she was put in jail for contempt of court. She was held accountable for refusing to do her duty to uphold the Constitution that she'd you know, sworn an oath on. So it, we definitely see opportunities um, to hold these people accountable. But the interesting thing about Justice Roy Moore is that, like Kim Davis, he is an elected official. And in fact, Alabama elected him after he was kicked out once before uh, for similarly um, being kind of a blowhard on the issue of a, a Ten Commandments monument. So we, we know to expect this kind of nonsense from him, and unfortunately, uh, it's largely up to the people of Alabama to, to change their minds and say that he no longer serves their interests. Uh, we have callers from all areas of the spectrum. I know this gentleman's called before, and he's very conservative. Uh, Zach, just bringing that to your attention. Uh, not great. that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, let's go next to Linwood in Virginia, line two. Linwood, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Question or comment for our guest, Zach? Well, more like a comment. Um, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not being bigoted, but let's call it it. I'm a black man from the South that has always had a mindset of marriage between a man and a woman. What these people have came in and did has basically ridden off our backs as black people, the sweat, the blood, the tears of our people that have fought for rights and literally got our heads beat in for those rights. They have come in with the help of with the help of white sure, with the help of white liberal Jews assisting them in hijacking the morality of our kids, the morality of our country, the morality of Wait a minute, Limit, I, I just want to step in for a second, and I hear uh, some of what you're saying. Hang tight. 
Um, Zach, um, and, and I'd never have understood, you know, the, the Jewish population is so small, not just in the United States, but even worldwide, you know, how the white Jews have, you know, hurt the uh, African-Americans. But there is something that comes up, Zach, again and again, and I want people to hear from you on this, you know, being that you're a part of and, and work with and speak largely to issues within the LGBT community. What about people who are African-American and who seem to be resentful um, or perhaps, um, you know, who, who don't feel like, you know, hey, if I walk down the street and I'm a black guy, you can see it on my face. You can't necessarily see your orientation on your face that, you know, the homosexual community's plight with regard to civil rights or inclusion within civil rights is different than theirs. How do you respond to that? You know, whenever issues of race come up, our instinct is always to jump to superficial visual assumptions. And this has been true in the myth that people of color are somehow more likely to be homophobic. Uh, I, I, I just, I always find it really uncomfortable when anybody casts that sort of aspersion, when there are so many other factors that are actually at play, and race is not really one of them at all. Um, besides that, when you say something like that, you're erasing all of the LGBT people of color, right? It's not that people of one race are some monolithic block, but there are certainly um, because of all of the different contexts of our history, um, different religious affiliations and different geographic locations that might impact um, certain political views that people of one race or another happen. But to, to reduce it all to matters of race or to say that one race has a different set of morals than another is just, uh, it, it strikes me as not only wrong, but also reinforcing a lot of racial barriers or trying to, you know, set them up where they don't really exist. If we really want to talk about equality, we, we need to recognize that discrimination is discrimination, and it's existed in many different ways that have, have had many different impacts on many populations over the history of our country and our civilization. But at the end of the day, we're all working to make it a more inclusive society. And the way that we do that is we learn about each other. We learn who, what our lives are like and, and, and how we find happiness and, and fulfillment within them. And that's what I just want everybody to, to continue to do in the wake of this ruling is meet your neighbors. If they got same-sex married, don't disparage them. Go meet them. They, they are a married family in your community just like any other married family in your community. And if you don't understand why they're a same-sex couple, that's an opportunity to ask, not an opportunity to chastise or try to draw new lines. All right. I think that's a, a fair enough answer. Um, in the last couple of minutes remaining, what do you want our listeners to take away from your article, which we certainly want them to read, about what is happening with this judge, about what is happening with the LGBT community, and uh, you know about the victory that has been taking place and continues um, to be uh, met with uh, you know opposition by some, including some in high places like this uh, judge in Alabama, Bruce. Well, you know, I think the the story this week with Justice Moore is is sort of juicy and sort of pulpy. It, it reminds me a lot of reality television, um, in that there's a whole lot of flair and not a lot of substance going on there. And so, what I would actually say is, I hope that uh, that folks don't get too distracted by it, um, because it's not the issue. The issue is uh, the many many anti LGBT bills that we already see being filed in state legislatures across the country that are trying to uh, either circumvent the marriage equality ruling or find some other way to reduce the, the citizenship of LGBT people by allowing discrimination against them. Uh, and that's, that's the real threat that we still face. That's the, the work that the LGBT movement still has to do, is achieving that equality in all spaces. 
That, that Very well said. Um, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Zach. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. I look forward to having you more uh, on in 2016 and hopefully not with regard to things that are taking place like we're seeing with the Alabama Supreme Court Chief Justice Roy Moore. And uh, you know what? Kudos also to those who had the orders directed, the Alabama probate judges, uh, realizing that they need to follow the law of the land. Zach Ford is editor of Think Progress LGBT at the Center for American Progress Action Fund. You can follow him on Twitter at Zach Ford, Z-A-C-K-F-O-R-D. The website is thinkprogress.org. His, uh, prior to joining Think Progress, I told you about him, but I also want you to know that he co-hosts a popular LGBT issues podcast. That's called Queer and Queerer, and he does it with activist and performance artist Peter Santoscano. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. More to come.